Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the Glint Standard. And this one is going to be a great one, you guys, because it is all about credit union marketing. And you may not know what that is, but you're going to find out. Okay, so I, oh, I'm Erin, by the way, and I am joined with Miriam Melendez. Yes. Hi, and so you're probably wanting to know, who, who, who this? <laughs> who is Miriam? <laughs> well, Miriam just joined the Glint team, gosh, I want to say like a, a month, month ago, month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a content writer, she's a specialist, and... Um, Miriam and I go way back a long time. I trust her a great deal. Do you want to talk about you, who you are, what you do, what you have done? <laughs> yeah. And um, then I'm sure I'll comment on how we of, met. Of course, of course. <laughs> so I actually met Erin um, working at the credit unions. So I started off as a teller um, while I was going to school. And so um, my first job was actually interning for you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I walked into her office and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, but let's try it. And I remember I created all the content or up, yeah, for the knowledge base yeah. in the internet. Our internet, yeah, for it, training. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I took all my teller documents that I had because I trained tellers. Mm-hmm. And then we added don't those. Don't mind my fans. <laughs> and then we added those um, into the knowledge base, into the content. Yeah. And so then that just flourished. And when I graduated, joined the team. Mm-hmm. And then we started with a deep dive of data analysis for all the branches. And then continued on learning how to create landing pages, how to put together emails, how to target our specific demographic. I mean, lots of in-depth. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Okay, so I think, though, we should tell people what is a credit union. (laughs) I think that's a good start. Before we tell them not to sleep on credit union marketers. Um, But credit unions, basically, people are banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're where you can go get your savings accounts, checking accounts, credit cards, um, any type of loan, auto loan, yeah, um, home loan in some instances, your business loans. Mm-hmm. That's what a credit union is. It is basically a bank, but better. And the reason why it's better is because the members own it. Yes. So, um, like I always used to tell people, there's not this group of like five men sitting around a table making all the decisions Mm -hmm. and that's the way it goes Mm -hmm. it is a collective it is you me that person this person Mm -hmm. making the decisions for how the organization is going to function and benefit people yes the benefit is always primarily for the members for the people yes yeah people over profits yes yes bank but Better. <laughs> so when Miriam said she was a teller, she was at the front line meeting people um, mm-hmm. and processing things, and then she came into marketing, because um, I think you were kind of gifted. I mean. I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I mean, I know so. your major was international. Studies. Yeah. International studies. But whenever I came into the branch, she was at the North Main branch yeah. at Unity One Credit Union. That's We probably should say that. Yes. Um. 
And um, yeah, we were always talking about philosophy and yes. such things. So yeah. anyway, so it's just it's just natural that we're together and um, and that we're working at Glint Advertising to help boost brands and um, and infuse some creativity into marketing. And so we just thought it was perfect to talk about why you shouldn't sleep on credit union markets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, okay, we're gonna go over a few a few things. First thing is once you're a credit union marketer, and I'm not sure if other industries are like this, you're going to always be a credit union marketer. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I mean, you are loyal to the industry, and that is a special thing. The second thing is <laughs> what, what <laughs> unites us in the struggle is that you're selling the unsexy. <laughs> yes. You're selling dollars and cents. You're selling things that people take for granted, that they go into a store and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but they really don't know anything about. And so that's kind of hard to differentiate. So credit union marketers have to differentiate. The third thing is because of the makeup of a credit union, you are serving multiple types of people. Yes. Um, One size does not fit all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you make that mistake, you are dead in the water. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, being a credit union marketer teaches you to segment. Um, and then we'll go into some other things. But the first thing, when you're a credit union marketer, you're always a, a marketer or a credit union marketer. You love the industry. Oh, Tell yeah. me why you love the industry. <laughs> I mean, I am the first one to say that I drink the Kool-Aid. Like, that is... <laughs> That is the first thing I will I will say when I talk about credit unions, just because I've seen, especially working, I think what was very beneficial for me was working as a teller and yeah. being able to actually see the benefits of being able to serve the underserved, because that is really, you know, what credit unions aim to do is um, be able to offer banking and not just the banking, but the resources to teach yeah. about banking to those specific demographics that maybe are weary about the financial industry Um, and really seeing them change and seeing them grow and understand and be able to see what their savings are you know looking like and then teaching them more about other different um, products and services that so it's like education yes education plus selling and so that kind of feels more authentic yes than just Yes, and just be... I'm trying to get a sale. Yeah. I mean, it was never about No, that, no, there's... Ever. We've never... I know for, you know, for most credit unions, there's no quotas. There's, no quotas. You know, tellers are not told, hey, you have to give 10 credit cards by the end of the week, mm-hmm. or you have to sell so many loans. I guess there's goals, mm-hmm. because you, you want to aim for something, you want to do better whenever you do put a product or service out there, but it's not forced upon anybody. So it's like that culture, because I remember we used to talk to a lot of people that, um, I guess I shouldn't say their brands, but I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Capital One, or like, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, um, you know, I'm not going to say Wells Fargo. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, but they would say we have these quotas mm-hmm. at the end of the month. And it was almost like you had to rush people through. And so then your customer service yes. was not as good because mm-hmm. you were trying to sell products. So yes. that's a great distinction. And I think that's why we admire the industry. Oh, yeah, for sure. And still do. I oh, mean, yeah. Um, let's see. I left Unity One three, three and a half, four years ago. Mm-hmm. 
um, you left about a year, about a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But we will always be, oh yeah, always be fans. Oh, so, always, yeah, yeah. And it's for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the financial education. Oh, and I can just think of when we used to visit classrooms. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, <laughs> some awesome, awesome things. So the the industry itself provides yes um, loyal fellowship. Oh, yeah. So it, it's fun. Okay, but then how about selling the unsexy? <laughs> like that was always a challenge. Oh yeah. Like how do you sell a credit card over and over and over? Again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you have to continue to just make it. What is it that you fresh? Yes, I think it's. Yeah. yeah, and that's why you the can't. promotion is fresh. You know what right. I mean? Like it, it, the appearance is fresh, but what we're offering is basically the same thing. <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're thinking about like holiday time, which yeah. which is right around the corner, yeah. and you're thinking like you know we do like double the points or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and so every, we do that every year, but it's different every year. It's, yeah, it's the energy. Yes. It's one other thing. So we're talking about selling the unsexy. It, I think being a credit union marketer makes you really have to think outside the box mm-hmm. and look for different ways to reach people. And I know at Unity One, we did that through social media. Oh, yeah. And that is kind of, I mean, we didn't plan on it this way, mm-hmm. but it was kind of our organic way to build our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to say one of the reasons why I'm at Glint is yeah. because Glint was our partner in posting regularly, putting out really fresh content mm-hmm. um, that other credit unions hadn't seen before. So it really helped us be quite competitive. Oh, yeah. Um, and sell the stuff that everybody's selling. <laughs> <laughs> um, or really encouraging people to come visit the credit union. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you just have to think outside of the box with credit union marketing. Yeah. Um, and tagline. that's what makes it... <laughs> Yes, tagline. That was really one of the tagline. Um, I was just thinking about something recently. Texas Trust, they had um, these music rooms. And shout out to Sydney Henderson. She's no longer there, but she was VP of marketing yeah. um, at the time. And I just, who would think about that? You know, mm-hmm. who would think about it? I think about us in our special events. Oh, yeah. Football. Football fiebre. Yes. <laughs> Say it. Yeah, football fiebre. I mean, that was great because, I mean, it always involved the community. The parents really got excited about it. They got to cheer on their kids. Yeah, yeah. So thinking outside the box. Yeah. Okay, another very, very important thing, like we said, is when you are a credit union marketer, mm-hmm. you cannot assume that one size fits all. Oh, yeah, no. It's a blanket market, and, and it's not that way. It is not that way. No. I think if you go in and you decide just to do the status quo, and it, you're not going to get far. So, I mean, because that does not accompany that thinking outside the box mentality yeah. at all. And so um, what we found, as you kind of alluded to at the mm-hmm. beginning, was that we really started to know our audiences. So... Unity One had branches mm-hmm. in Texas, multiple in Texas, Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. um, Kansas, St. Paul, Minas- yeah. Paul, Minnesota, and Kansas, mm-hmm. and they were all different. You remember that, Miriam? Yeah, when we did the deep dive, we realized how different <laughs> each market was. I mean, we knew, 
But when you start really looking at the data, you realize how much of a difference and how much you being able to make that more personable really means. Yeah, because I remember when we uncovered that, like, um, Kansas, they were going to be our super savers. Yeah. And in the best way, like, we mm-hmm. we added personas mm-hmm. to each. And, you know, I'm not going to pat well, no, I am. I'm going to pat us on the back. We were, yeah. we were ahead of our time. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had so much data that we didn't even know what to do with it. Like, we it was crazy. It, it was just time. we had so much of it. Yeah. Because we did such a deep dive. Yeah. But we were able to start some of it. A lot of it, you know, especially with the member journeys at the beginning, mm-hmm. when you're talking about onboarding and it's what you want to, what products and services you want to push through, you need to know what that demographic's needs are. Yeah. We can't just push oh you need to have a checking oh you need to have a credit card oh you need to have a loan no maybe that's not what you need in that point in your life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then we also tailor-made normal products goes back to thinking outside the box yes My yes to to fitting it with your audience mm-hmm. so let's say at the north side branch which is in the stockyards mm-hmm. of fort worth savings how do we encourage savings mm-hmm. we had a quinceanera account yeah Everybody's saving up for their big events mm-hmm. when daughters are turning 15. Yeah. Um, so why not channel that into one area? We know that's what our audience is doing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it and let's help them get there. Yeah. So um, and plan ahead of time, you know? Yeah. It's the planning ahead of time. It's good times. <laughs> and y'all, that's just only two. But yeah. each of our locations have personas. Mm-hmm. We were able to do that with data. You were the data scientist. I was. I was. <laughs> you were the data scientist. We looked oh, at gosh. product mixes. Yes. Why didn't that scare you? Because sometimes people get scared of data. You know, I, I look at data as a way to tell a story. Yeah. You are able to almost see a background that other people aren't able to see. Um, and you're able to tailor that and make sure that you really know somebody without them knowing that you know them. Mm. <laughs> you know, so I you're think- talking. So you're talking to them, and they're like, "Okay, how do you know that I need that? I just know." <laughs> I think that it takes a curiosity. Oh, yeah. It's connecting the dots, really, at the end of the day. I mean, I love history. I love, you know, this Mm -hmm. philosophy and all of how all of that intertwines. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have to have that kind of mentality of like, okay, I have this random data here and this random data here. Now, how do those two connect? And how can I bring that together to make something happen? Two voices. How do they harmonize? Yes. Just like that. Okay. Not the TV show, but just like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, love that. One size is not fit at all. Data, I like the way you look at it. I think you do, again, have to have some sort of healthy curiosity. Yes, you do. To want to know how people tick Mm -hmm. is really important. Okay, so we're we're running out of time. Okay. But (laughs) we talked about this a little bit before. What's something you would never, ever do as a credit union marketer? Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about it. And definitely one of the most important things mm. is not forgetting your internal communications when you're creating a plan. Mm-hmm. Because if, especially with credit unions, when you're talking about grassroots efforts and you're talking about word of mouth, that's really the primary way of people finding out about you. you and want, building loyalty. And building your building loyalty. Them. Because if I tell you, hey, credit, you know, this XYZ credit union is great. Mm-hmm. Like, you should go. My experience was awesome. You're going to go. But then if you walk in and your frontline staff doesn't understand or know what promotions you have going on or what, then you lose a little bit of that. Because then they're like, well, this person's not really knowledgeable with what you have. Mm-hmm. Or how about, let's go something even operational. What if 
the frontline staff can't solve your problem. Yeah. So what if your your whole um, experience is a lot of hassles and a lot of pain points? Mm-hmm. And so um, how do you motivate a person to be a problem solver and to do that? And that's through kind of an internal mm-hmm. communication. I mean, and that goes back to the very beginning when we talked about the internet and the knowledge base and all that. You know, everything mm-hmm. was there. It's like you want to give them the resources and the tools just like you would do your members. Yeah. You know, your yeah. customer base, just like you're going to give them the knowledge and the tools, you can't forget about your frontline staff as well and so, operations. So what we're talking about, because, I mean, we <laughs> it's could, a have, whole full we could circle. have part two, part three of this. Yes, we could. <laughs> but um, I've, Miriam was instrumental in helping us at Unity One create our intranet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, I mean, that's one tactic. Mm-hmm. But the idea is having some sort of vehicle yes. to, to communicate training mm-hmm. on a regular basis, to um, send out shared messaging, mm-hmm. to fe- get feedback. Yeah. One of the things we learned in the journey is two-way communication is very important. Oh, yeah. Um, one way just kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one way that we decided to increase morale, increase communications mm-hmm. at the credit union was an intranet. And then that made us do a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. Um, and we got excited about a lot of other things. <laughs> but you remember you used to put up your minute to win it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime it. we had a new promotion going on or um, some kind of new service, we made sure that we took all the key points and made like a little quiz about it, and it was a minute to win it. Not that they had a you know that same minute to do it, but <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was like, the idea was yeah, it was gonna take you just yeah, a it minute. was gonna take you less than a minute. It yeah. was gonna take you less than a minute to answer those questions, and then you knew you mm-hmm. had somewhere to go to be able to refer back if somebody was like, well, how much is gonna you know how much is the max for loan, or mm-hmm. how much is gonna be the lowest interest rate, and things like that that they could go back and refer to um, if they needed to. Yeah, yeah, empowerment, empowerment. So, yeah. yeah. Knowledge is power. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> so maybe in our, the companion blog, we'll talk a little bit more about ways that you can increase internal communication oh, yeah. um, to increase organizational morale and also mm-hmm. to help with training and just help people feel more confident mm-hmm. from the front line to the senior management team mm-hmm. to even the board of directors. Oh yeah. So um, I think there's a lot that we can share and then we'd also like to hear mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. everybody else has to say and any ideas that we can put out and share. Okay y'all, this is Miriam <laughs> and Erina. <laughs> Hopefully you'll see her a lot more as we continue mm-hmm. on because she has a lot more to share and um, I can't wait to see what we do here. Great. I know, I'm excited. Miriam. I'm excited. We're we're some bad women. I mean, I'm saying <laughs> some bad women. Okay, <laughs> you can catch this episode of the Glint Standard on all your social media channels. You can always go to our website www.glintadv.com, and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching this episode of the Glint Standard. You can see more episodes here, or click the logo below to follow our channel. And please hit the thumbs up if you like this episode.